You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, you guys. I'm back, like it or not. I really want you to tell me at the end whether you do or not. And we are here, Punk Wisdom. Your every other Friday has appeared. Matt is here. I am. Yay. I think. It's been like a month. I've been away a long time. I know. I haven't seen your face in a while. I know. Punk Wisdom. Matt Nelson. Randy over here on the controls. Hi, Randy. Hello. And Ruth is here. Hello. Hi. Yeah, Jess decided to invite Ruth to our show this time around. And then she couldn't. And then she <laughs> then she bails. <laughs> so. Jess! It's punishment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, great. She leaves me here to torture. Mm-hmm. I don't know how so, it is. She has to live with me, so it's, you know, it's not really torture for you, is it? Unless Allison's torturing you. Am I on air? <laughs> yeah, but she's always liked me for me, which is part of the reason why she's so great, because I could never understand that. However, Same we have here. a little more in common now than we used to. Yeah, we're moms. We got stuff like moms. that going on. You're lesbians. And you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think that says more about the husband than it does about the wife. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> right? I mean, I'll take that all day long. <laughs> don't mess with my friend. <laughs> it's no insult. Oh, now, now see, that's that's not fair. That's not a nice thing to do to somebody like me. I wasn't going to say it was an insult, but anyway. Anyway. Mm-hmm. We'll, so, yeah. we'll so stop that line really, of thought. Yeah. <laughs> mm, fucking long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, mom stuff? Mom stuff. Well, Gina is going through any day now. So I'm on call. If my phone goes off and weird sounds get made, I'm sorry. I cannot turn the ringer off. I'm on call. We were hoping today they would send her still uh, three or so weeks early. For what? For her baby. She had a baby, a rainbow baby on top of it. So it was a big, yeah. huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to like come and go at work. It's really kind of cool. And we're very excited. So Fun. Yeah, this, is, this has been her mindset for almost three years. There was... A miscarriage at first and then a stillborn. And then, so now Mm -hmm. little Xander is like weeks away and we are just, we can't really quite cope with the Mm -hmm. rest of life. And then there is Abigail, of course, drum major of her marching band. So a lot of, um, senior year, a lot of performances, a lot of responsibilities. And then roller derby, Cameron made the A travel team. Yay. Cool. So now we get to travel. Fun. So we were in Dayton. Right, can't be Fort Lauderdale. (laughs) It's Dayton, Ohio. Yay, Ohio! (laughs) It's, mm -hmm. but they were really nice though. The, um, the Dayton. I think there's Dayton Roller Junior Roller Derby League. Or I can't remember. It's I've been so busy. But then, so anyway, so we go to Dayton, and then like in two weeks we go to Kalamazoo, and then Mm -hmm. I don't know some other place somewhere. Fun. So all the Saturdays are taken up. All the Fridays are taken up. Football games, mm. which will be next Friday. Well, it's an odd Friday for us, but well, that's good for us and uh-huh. you. Oh. But unless then, you don't like your every Friday being taken up, because <laughs> I had that going on when I was doing role playing. I had role playing on one Friday, then this podcast on the that's next right, Friday, you did. and then I'm like, I had cut one of them out. I'm like, I can't do that. So everybody out there in listenership land, I chose you Aww. over my role playing <laughs> and D and D and stuff. So feel. Yeah. And it just so Loved. happened that uh, football games came on the same Fridays. And then the next Friday they'd be away, of course, mm-hmm. and then they come back. So it just, schedule just jumped right on itself. Like when it folds in half like that. You're so like, I'm oh, kind of nice. happy that we only had, that's one of the benefits of only having one kid. That way you just you don't that's have to true. worry about four. Or you put them all going. in the same thing. Yeah, so like yeah. they're all in marching band. So I don't, at least that's that. At Even least if it's they consistent. can't play. <laughs> right. Yeah. Roller derby, on the other hand, that's just one of them. So it did. I see the difference. You're totally right. So anyway, that's all. It's just and then work and then kids and then that's just the way it is. Cool. But yeah, I missed this. As a matter of fact, I didn't even catch the last episode, which I just told you I have to go find. It's a really good episode. Um, because like we talked a lot of crap. Um, I of like course. It. We hit we hit politics. No, we, we hit religion. We hit uh, we hit the gambit. Well, if there is one to miss, that's one. Uh, I don't mind that. I get wound up. If you get triggered. Well, Mm -hmm. it was funny because this episode, we're going to get into it a little bit later. 
Um, but the subject matter that I reached out to my friend, uh, you listeners out there will know her as Dottie. She came, she was at a Michigan burlesque show. I reached out to her. She wanted to come to this one too. Um, and she's like, I don't think my heart can take it. <laughs> she goes, so I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay out of it. I'm like, I can understand that. Um, but which you'll, we'll talk about later. It's a difficult topic too, because of all the things I could contribute, there's even more that I can't. Right. Right. So I it's can like, imagine. I don't want to imagine. Right. And on a free thinking, free talking show like ours, cause we normally don't hold much back. Um, for the listener's sake, yeah. whoever that end up may be, there's just still to this day, there's things that I can't just. And we'll get into it. Before we do, though, I want to, I do want to say, um, just update for my own self because I always turn this back over to me because the rest of the show, honestly, is going to be about the two females in this room more so than it's going to be about me. So I'm going to get myself out of the way here in a second. Um, I had to find a new editor. For my book, so it's no longer going to be published this month like I was hoping. Um, that and my cover artist has been on a business trip for the last two or three weeks in California. So he's been uh, – Wait, was wait, un- wait. So while I was gone, you finished it? The book's been done. Yeah, I just need to it's, – it So it's ready to, it's ready to print? No. The editor has got to edit it. Okay. So it's ready to edit, yeah. rewrite. And my then, my okay. edits are done. Uh, my rewriting is done. So I'm just waiting to get it back from the editor, editor. But I had to pick a different wow. one. I had a schedule laid out for the for the, my other editor that I had. Um, I would have had it back probably by now. You got to plug it. What's the name? But that uh, that fell through. the The new book, I finally settled on a title called the Un- the Unfolding. So it's uh, it's more of a love story than I was originally planning, but it is what it is. But That's it, okay. Uh, it's going to be good. a good love story, though. It's yeah, really yeah. good. Good. I can't wait. It's not a cheesy love story. I need it. No, no. She's got uh, the main character. She's got a lot of my mental personality quirks, um, which was fun to write and frustrating for some readers. I I, I got some feedback from some beta readers who like were were just throwing questions at me. You know, why why she she says this? Why she keep Mm -hmm. asking her questions? Why she keep asking herself questions all the time? She seems like she's very insecure. I'm like, welcome to my world. Welcome to my head. She goes, seriously. I'm like, seriously. She's like, makes sense. Okay. And she went in the world. Yeah. So I was like, so it was frustrating for her, uh, uh, for a couple of the beta readers. Others, they didn't, didn't mind it that much, but a couple of them were just like, holy crap. I'm like, yeah, that's what goes through my head. That's, you know, right there on the page. So, and it didn't throw me off at all when I was going through it because. I'm like, oh, knowing that it was kind of like him. Yeah, you had the it backstory. It just made all sense. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's totally normal. Even though it's not normal for other people, it's normal for him. So to me as well. well. And you might not know this, but other readers may say to themselves, oh, my God, that's a friend of mine. Or, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that's my dad. Well, yeah, or and the vote, that and, would be cool. And thing is, there's, there's really... not a lot of books out there where the main hero, the main protagonist of the book has got mental issues. You know, it it's not... Unless it's psychotic. Right. Unless they're psycho or so on and so forth. So it's like, it's not, you know. Yeah, because psychotic like, rules the world. Hello. And those, are fun, well, those, are fun, yeah, <laughs> those are fun reads. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure when this is actually going to be published. I know it's going to happen before Christmas. Um, I said so the new editor I gave it to, she, I think, is going to get started on it this week. Um, and I didn't really, I gave her kind of a timeline, but not really, because I want it done right. And I'm like, you know, as long as this is done before Christmas. Plus, my like I said, my cover artist has been busy, unfortunately. Some last-minute business trips out to California has been kind of taking some time away. Um, but he just sent me a file of like, was it 12 different ideas? No, 16 different uh, cover ideas. So he had just 16 different ideas already made out with the title and everything on the book and the image of the main character. And he's like, just give me the idea of what you like out of this. Um, would you and prefer? So, so forth. So it's kind of cool. And none, you, none of it's, you know, finished. It's all blurry. It's not detailed. It's just kind of like here's basic kind of ideas. Like, yeah, basic ideas. So, as a graphics client, then would you prefer that he just sent you three, or do you like having sixteen? I, I didn't mind sixteen. See, when okay. I in sales, that was always what they told me. Only give people usually about three options. They like choice, mm-hmm. but don't give them a lot but, of choice. Right. Well, that's why I um, asked. This I like because it gets like, okay, I like how she's positioned and the cover here, but I like how you did the title over here. And so it was that – because it wasn't just the picture. He put the title of the book on there too. 
and he had it positioned in different areas. He mm-hmm. put borders on some. So it was nice to have that many options to really look through and get an, get an eye on it. So anyway, right it's going to happen. So, it's happen. so what you're saying is that you don't have it out yet published so that you're not going to be able to read from excerpts from, from that at your She's asking because oh. she, had, your book she doesn't know. I can read from it. <laughs> Um, but I think the, my, uh, the Ruth is, Ruth is referring to an event I'm doing actually next Sunday. So the 14th, I'm doing a reading slash signing of the book at a bookstore in Clawson. Um, Gray called, Wolf Publishing. Yep. Yep. Scriptorium. It's on 14 Mile over by Fli- over by old Flipside Records. Everybody knows what Flipside Records is. I know is where Flipside is. Uh-huh. Right over Clawson, in this. Everybody. Yep, right in that plaza there. Um, yeah, I'm doing that event. They got a really kind of strict schedule how they're going to do things. So if I got time, I might read from it. If I don't, no big deal. Uh-huh. We'll see how see how it works. But he's gonna but, uh, you're gonna read from the Malevolent Witch. Yes, yes, my first book. Are you going? Yes, I will be there. And Kirsten, Kirsten, you got it. Yeah, so I'll have at least two people in the audience. So right. Yay. And it's a really, really cool bookstore. It's it's kind of small, but there's so much in there. And then they have a section just for Michigan authors. Children's books and fantasy books and this book and that book, self-help books and such, but they're all Michigan authors. Right. So that's kind of cool. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So things are cool. I'm I'm learning more and more at work. Work is getting more fun. So that's cool. We'll see. My work's getting more crazy, but that's okay. Yeah, mine too. We're at count month. I'm in... (sighs) Yes. I've been encouraging Ruth to yeah. start looking for another position elsewhere in the same field um, because I'm really getting sick and tired of the people she works with. But um, And I don't care if they hear oh, this podcast. Man, I wish we were on video as well because it looked like that is a statement one has not heard yet. No, she's heard it before. She just oh. doesn't want me to say it out loud. Oh, oh okay. I love my job. I thought you were looking yeah, at it like, I love where I really? work. Really? I but it's a different kind love of really. a lot of the patients that we have. They are fantastic. And that is true. Have a really cool relationship with a lot of them. And I love my coworkers. And I love Dr. Scott's new dog, Felix, because he's so cute. And he has big ears like Yoda because it's dog. Uh-huh. But yeah, the customer, I get it's it. It's just my yeah. own opinion. Because you know. my school, my school, too. It's he just like, wants me making more money. That's all. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's She's the way it goes. More. And we better our lives, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. So anyway. So anyway, yeah, I get that. Because sometimes the establishment is a little hard. But the clients and like for me at school, the students, they grab you and you're like, you know what? It's fine. Uh Grab by the pussy. Uh, uh, No, as a teacher, (laughs) I will have to say that I no. What? No. Seriously? I don't know. It had to go. I'm trying to segue. I'm trying it's not to segue. That was a bad That's one. A horrible know, segue. <laughs> that was a bad one. <laughs> nice, Matthew. For nice. the record, Podcast Detroit doesn't necessarily agree with the statements made in the podcast, <laughs> nor do I. And I take my job very seriously and I like it a lot. So there's that. And well, the kids are great. Kids are awesome. Yes. So, yeah. So, on to the topic. Yeah. What is the topic? I um I posted we'll start it this way. I posted an article. It was a tweet thread a while back. Uh a Mormon woman did this uh, did this tweet thread. And then she posted it as an article later. I think she blogged it or something. Um she's a Mormon mother of six and she was talking about abortion and how the the, the article itself was completely one-sided completely one-sided how it's all men's responsibility and it's men's fault for unwanted pregnancies and yada 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 i read that one um i knew it was one-sided i didn't agree a hundred percent with everything she said though she made some very very valid points um but it was an argument it was uh a thread that i think needed to be at least part of the conversation because it was funny because a few people that did respond to it a lot of people responded to it but the most common return on that was this is completely one-sided. Um, and that was all they were giving me. And I think one of my buddies Which was, was said, okay because she was the author and she was presenting her story and her thoughts and her right, opinions. Right, right. But well, that's, that's not the – my point is, is like – because my comeback to the other person, I needed one person because everybody else was pretty vague about that. But the um, 
the one individual, I'm not going to name the person, but the one individual was like, this is completely one sided It's all bullshit, blah, 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 because it was unsighted. Not that the points were bullshit, but she's like, since it's, she goes, why, why, can't, why do we have to keep blaming the other side and yada, 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 which makes sense. But my comeback to that was, and the reason I brought this up, was that you're right. This conversation is one-sided. It has been one-sided for decades in favor of men, period. So finally we have someone voicing concerns on the other side. Now, we don't have to necessarily agree with everything she said, which is something I've been saying since day one of this fucking podcast. You don't have to agree with everything somebody says to agree with anything somebody says. So it doesn't mean that you have to agree with her 100%. She does make some valid points. And a buddy of mine did say that she made some valid points, and he started using that as an argument of like, see, I've been talking about this. I'm like, no, 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 you've just now started talking about this. 20 years ago, you would never have brought that shit up, so don't don't play that game with Well, me. it's funny how all of a sudden the one-sidedness comes up because yeah. now it's clear because it's not your-sidedness. Right. If it's your-sidedness, you don't recognize that. You think it's a fair and valid argument. Until you but see it the just, other side, and then you're like, well, wait a minute. That's tilted. That's unfair. That's oh, yeah. skewed. Yeah. Tell well, me about it. Well, that same attitude, that same uh, – I forget. There's another word I'm looking for that I can't find. But that same attitude even goes further than that. And this is from a dude talking about this um, in, uh, into other conversations, like the Kavanaugh case, where you know, mm-hmm. it is so – as Trevor Noah said, and I love this line, I'm going to use this over and over again because I was, it was fucking brilliant. Is the GOP so pro-life that they didn't have a plan B for this? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, seriously, there's nobody else in this 300 million population of this nope. country. Nope. That could, nobody else. Th- there's nobody else they had lined up for next to this guy. They had to put – it's only him. It's the only choice they had. It's obviously it has a lot more to do with Roe do than Roe versus Wade. There's more to it than that. I know that's one of the big factors. Yeah. But still I wonder. with this guy's checkered past Well who's digging in to find out then? Nobody is anymore. That whole FBI so investigation really was trying bullshit. to find yeah, the motive for it, this whole thing. Why just him? I don't know. It seems weird. Mm-hmm. I the guys I forget it. If you ruin your credibility and even partially or whatever, you're right. There should be the next guy where there's less to not trust or not know or have to research or uh-huh. why all this time and money and effort going into, yeah, what, I'm sorry, can't like a bunch of people do that job? Well, he mm-hmm. likes beer. So, you know. He likes beer. Okay. He really likes beer. So is he this whole beer. thing funded by like the new IPA? I don't know. I don't know. You His would friends think. drink beer. <laughs> You would think. It's but my, my question is, and and this is why I'm bringing this topic up because I'm going to kind of pass this over to you guys a little bit more and I might throw my two cents every now and again, that I really like beer. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, you don't though. I do. No, that makes you a liar and that makes you unfit. If you watch <laughs> the position, if you watch you his things, he said, I like Thank beer. Thank you, but we'll keep your resume so on file for six months and we'll review it at a later <laughs> date. I mean, I what job that. interview do you go to where you cry and yell and tell them how much you love beer and you still get the <laughs> fucking job? I, I, In I which case, my hair color and tattoos should not make a difference when it comes to not wanting to be a part of the school board. Your then, problem is that you have boots. That's right. You're right. Absolutely and you right. you have ovaries. And I'm short. Yep. And so oh, that's yeah. kind of where I was going to take this. People always think this. they got to teach you something or lead you somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was kind of hoping to take this is that, hmm. one – we already know that women in this country, in this culture, and almost around the world get the short end of the stick most of the time. Wah, wah, wah. Um, See what I mean? See, short is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that to Kirsten, though, because she'll take that person. Right, and pancakes, short stack, not as good as a big stack, is it? I would take the uh, short stack. I don't eat depends. pancakes. I don't care. <laughs> You've never had mine. Um, Ooh. Mm-hmm. They're good. Pancakes. Okay. I don't know where your mind's going. Well, you set it up to, like, Take a sharp. Well, my left. wife's in here too. <laughs> you so? also called us lesbians, so it's just strike two against you, really. Don't take anyway. me out of my fantasy world. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah. So hashtag back. Me too. Me fucking too. That's what it should be. <laughs> Seriously, we shall just abandon all table manners. Yeah. No. No. So. Where, do, I mean, where does where does that cat where cat does that put you? I, I mean, I can only imagine that you guys aren't feeling. Very empowered. I mean, it's nice to see 
how many women are standing up, how many more I'm seeing people stand up, how many more protests I'm seeing. I mean, I just read a fucking article today. Actually, someone posted this video on Twitter. Uh, what did I, what's that senator's name that I just mentioned earlier? Hold on a second. I want to look it up real quick. I think I actually left it open. Bear I with don't me. know. On my PTS. Bear with oh, me. Oh, no, I can't. Was it Lindsay? Hatch. Oh. Hatch. Senator Orrin Hatch. All right. He was confronted getting on an elevator on the 4th. Or no, it was Thursday. And women were sh- women asked him, why aren't you brave enough to talk to us in exchange with us? And all he did was wave his hand at her. Like, get out of here. And she comes back with, don't you wave your hand at me. Then he comes back. He's like, when you grow up, I'll be glad to. So women protesters who are protesting because of this rape culture we're in. And these were just these weren't just protesters. Some of these were actually survivors. And he's got enough balls to in your when you grow up, get past your pain, get past your trauma because you're just a fucking child. Well, right, because we're so angry about it. There is no way to be polite about it. Now it's like, listen here. Everything you do where it comes to me is a dick move. Everything you do, every opportunity you get to pay me less, every opportunity that comes along for you to restrict what I can do, when I can do it, and how I can do it, and who I can fucking do it with, it's goddamn ridiculous. And so if you want to call me immature for not watching my tongue, so goddamn be it because I don't give a fuck anymore. And I really just want to get to a point where we can stop fucking talk about it so I'm not reminded of it every day, day in and day out. I want somebody to understand what's going on, do something about it, care about it. Mothers, raise your sons with better fucking attitudes. Mm -hmm. Make them do chores. Make them not so goddamn privileged to do whatever the fuck it is they want while they're in college that you're paying for. And then we can stop talking about it. And then it can just be different. So that's me. And I'm going to cry for a second. That's okay. (laughs) No, no, Because has it been in my office workplace? Yes. Did I go to somebody and say, look, I don't want anything serious to happen. I just want someone to have a talk with this kid because he's young and it's Christmas time. He's about to have a baby, but it's not right. And it's starting It's starting to feel it's just not right. Yep, we'll do that. Next thing you know, they're escorting him and all of his stuff with a box to the door that very day, right before Christmas, girlfriend having a baby, and I got to be the one that suffers that. They looked at me like, how dare you right before Christmas? And I'm looking at them like, yeah, that's what I said. So it was the man, the, the straight white male that was in charge of this whole situation that did that. I didn't do that. Hmm. But, right, can't mm-hmm. stay there now. Find another job. Gosh. It seems like it's one of those topics where, you have, where people have to be extreme on either side. Um, right? Can't you just handle this with some common sense yeah, and some dignity? Yeah, yeah. If the two people can't be in the same room, then find a mediator to discuss what's going on. Did this happen? Did this not happen? Okay. Here's the deal. I do know that they asked him if he would like take responsibility for it and like do some sensitivity training. And I guess him lying about it and saying it never happened is what actually mm-hmm. nailed the coffin shut because now there's nothing they can do. Right. Now and, they're and opening I, it up for me to hire an attorney. Which I said I wasn't going to do right off the bat. You want me to sign a piece of paper? I'll sign a piece of paper. Just teach this young man what is and is not okay. Right. And I think – It's not his fault his mother didn't do it or he didn't get it from society or whatever it is. I think that's part of our problem. We'll go even goes back even with the whole abortion thing and – which is a women's right thing anyway is we need proper education and I, not just – but not the knee-jerk sexual. reaction. No, and that's the, my point. Is like if we actually talked about this more, as sort of like what we did with Kirsten. No, we left that that sex talk wasn't just one talk, and we had it early on. I mean, we obviously didn't get graphic early on, but we left the door open. The door is wide open. She can come up to us and ask us anything, and she feels comfortable doing it because we've had this discussion many times. And she's been open to it, and we've always been open to it. We never shamed her of it. And so we're able to have that dialogue. And the thing is, not every household is like that. I read an article. I showed Ruth it the other day. It was written by a woman who grew up in the evangelical church. And she, and it was her take on why you see today 
a lot of the evangelical women who are defending a guy like Kavanaugh. And I've seen it on my Facebook page. I've seen it elsewhere. These women who stand up for him, seeing it even on fucking TV, where I saw a mo- where I saw a mother standing with her two teenage daughters, telling the reporter that it's just what boys do. They just oh, grab yeah. your boobs every now and again and grab your ass. It's okay because that's what boys do. Right in front of your fucking oh, teenage God. daughters. Really, really, that's your attitude. But thing is, it is their attitude, and it's something how they got brought up. And this woman in this article is talking about how. Just the culture that she grew up in at her church, with the whole purity culture, she was learned. She was taught how yeah, her body. Yeah, how does that work out? Her how her body wasn't hers; it's God's. But she says the funny thing was is that it never really, it never really translated like it was God's. Her body was God's. It also translated to it's it's men's, it's her teachers, it's all this male. This had control, like of her. in situations like um, you must be modest and you don't wear something low cut <laughs> to show off any cleavage or something tight around your waist so show off your bottom more because it'll cause men to stumble and think impure thoughts about yeah. you. So it's not their fault for thinking impure thoughts nope. of you. Of you, it's your fault for dressing like and that's that why, to cause them to think like that. And that's why a man like Kavanaugh can go into a situation that he's in. <laughs> And get defended because it wasn't his fault. Well, it's the girl's he's... fault for being at that party, which I saw another fucking Facebook post oh, of a woman no. who was assaulted at a party like that. Not nearly as bad as her, but she's like, but I'm a party goer. It's just a party life. It's just the way it is. Men grab things like, no, 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 no. they don't. And Allison, I... <laughs> when we were in high school and we went to parties and stuff. It wasn't like that for me. Was it for like that for you? Or it depends on Nobody, who you're around. I didn't want to? No, right. And it depends on who you, what kind of party you go <laughs> right. to, I guess. Too. Right. But I mean, right. I, it wasn't something normal. I mean, guys just didn't come no, up and grab was, my boobs. No, people didn't put their no. hands on. Us. That, that, I mean, no. okay, maybe you can say, well, they would, you know, if you were a ten. Of course, there's that. There's that opinion that's like that. And maybe we didn't put off that vibe, or you know, yeah. worth the risk, or whatever. I'm willing to accept that. Or maybe it was because we went to a party and hung Boomer, out with our friends. I'm bad fucking ass But now, we hung so out with matter. our friends at these parties, too. We did, too. And our guys That's that true. were friends respected us, and we respected them. And They were they real men? They wouldn't think More of that. More or less. That. Yeah. You know, it, it, or they'd think of, one... of it, but they wouldn't ever do it. But Because they cared about us right, too much. Right, and, and slightly get back to mm. the point of the evangelical men and the evangelical idea. And maybe it's not just evangelicals. I mean, it could be. But it's just that whole culture of it makes sense that if that's the way you view yourself if that's the way you're taught to view yourself is that you know you have to be modest or because she said just the, the messaging behind those that those type of talks and those type of sermons um puts you in that position to where it's not the man's fault because i'm sorry but predi- i you know. i i would Define some some churches okay i've had three religions in my life so i can i know that much um, the Baptist church was pretty nice and pretty supportive and they were, they were good to me when I didn't have good somebody good. Them and Mr. Rogers, it's the only yes. reason why I'm still alive. Um, and where the sidewalk ends by Shel Silverstein. Aww. That was pretty much what I had. And MTV at 13. So it all got better from there. But, um, the Catholic church was weird. Catholic school, all school mass. It was, it was weird. It was just something different where, um, the priest says a line and then the congregation says a line back and then it's like this script that you do and this protocol, which I always thought was strange. And then, of course, the confession to another human being, that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. But then the the Protestant, the Pentecostal church later blew me away. I felt like every time we went to church, I was going to an Amway meeting mm. and any moment, the money that I gave up would come back to me if I talked five of my friends into giving up their money too. <laughs> it was wow. Sounds like right? Scientology. It's yeah. mind blowing, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, um, once you know that, you can't unknow that, and that's when I was done. Yeah. And then the pastor has an affair, and then it, the, it all blows. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you guys are all stupid. I'm done. But not, <laughs> not only brought it not only brought the religion thing up just because it makes sense why the evangelicals would still back a person like that. I mean, look at they were all backing Roy Moore when oh Roy Moore goodness. was being put up, you know, for a senator. Um, but yeah, it's just the culture that's in this country right now. Now we'll stick with this country because it's the only one I really know of and how they're treating women in general. That's kind of what 
I was kind of hoping to focus this on. It was just how, since I don't, since I'm not female, I don't know. I mean, how Allison kind of gave her opinion a bit earlier of how you guys feel, not with your your opinion, how you feel. Um, I don't know. I mean, is it something that you face ever, Ruth? And do you worry about Kirsten? Um, not to sound stupid and naive, but I'm kind of stupid and naive. Um, I always have a tendency to look for the positives. So when there are negatives, I often don't notice them um, unless they're blatant, like a guy putting garbage on the floor when he knows I need to be the one that empties the trash. And instead of making the effort to pick it back up and put it in the trash, he just leaves it there and reminds me later that I'm supposed to pick it up. There's little things like that that piss me off and get me upset. But I think anything else that's gone on, I'm kind of... Is it more of a numb feeling? Um, Possibly, or maybe there's some of that from the old days when I was... I mean, I'm still nervous wearing a low-cut shirt, even in front of you. And you'll joke sometime like, oh, you're showing cleavage. And then I kind of cover up a little bit, which it's hard to hide these girls sometimes. Nice job, Matt. I don't want her to cover up. I, I keep know. And it's it's stop, real time. Then stop mentioning it. It's like. I can't help it when I see boobs. <laughs> say to yourself, call me and let me know. Just call me I and be see like, boobs. you know what, right now. <laughs> then just. I want to look at boobs. I've been with those boobs for 20 years. I want to <laughs> look at them. I don't understand why you're shooting yourself in the foot. I'm just saying. That's but, a dumb thing. But I'm do. just saying, for, for me to still, at my age and being married this long, Long to be like that that's weird well you, you, you kind of the whole shameful thing that they kind of bring up where it's like you have to be modest showing off those cleavage is a bad thing well Even see and re- and that's really a big thing that's it, we have you can't lead men into temptation that we way. have things in common but they're byproducts mm-hmm. of things that we live through that were completely and utterly opposite she was in this family of modesty and, you know, and it was kindness and it was love. And I, I don't want to make it seem like it was bad because when I was a kid, it was really, really, her house was a great place to be. And, but that's right. They had the, the church routine and the schedule and they had these commonalities of a Christian family, big Christian family. And they, and at the time when we were in high school, they were all followed. Me, I'm a street kid. There's abuse and neglect. And, you know, my mom was like a barmaid. I spent all kinds of my young child years in bars, you know, getting quarters from people who were actually day drinkers and complete alcoholics. But to me, they were cool people because they gave me quarters for the Pac-Man machine. Um, And yet the same result. I don't I watch what I wear. Not out of a sense of ingrained modesty, but because I know. Because I well, know. I don't, don't get me wrong. I know. Don't get me wrong. Let me cover this because this is gonna someone's gonna take this out of the podcast later on and use it against me. So let me clarify <laughs> that they can't do that because I know some assholes out there will do this. Let me clarify like I'm not saying that that's what her family has taught her or no. infringed on her. It's the culture that's in the in the church in general, or at least the churches that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um that was so I've known your parents enough to know that you guys bounced from different churches because they got too legalistic or because they had too many strict rules. So I have nothing but admiration for her parents. Yeah, I didn't mean to imply that I did not like them. I know. I just (laughs) they they just just, had a class about them. I guess it was it was it was just a standard. Yeah, it wasn't, and it was okay. Right, and I right. I'm I wasn't even trying to. I'm just saying. Yeah, from that one side where everything was meant to be. For, you know, for a purpose and it made common sense and it was just wholesome and, and real. So I, I think I it, guess I, that's what I probably a, should have said in the first place. Well, there's yeah. a big difference in how it's taught, I think. I mean, when you, when you're. Agreed. When because it's both a, of her parents have generally huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. big, giving and generous hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when you're telling your kid, you know, like, you know, trust like how you are with Kirsten. Right. I mean, you don't make her shameful of her body because she wears some of the more skimpier things that she wears. Which are by all means and standards not really skimpy. No, but, not at all. You know. <laughs> wow, we're no, going to have not. all kinds of like but retractions Ruth, after this show. And Ruth's eyes. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, but she doesn't make Kirsten shameful of her body. 
Whereas, no, I don't want to And I don't be... think the church outwardly does that, like bluntly in your face, the way I like things in my face, it's blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, they're, but they are very, very vague in that respect. And I think that's where a lot of this culture comes from, is where this country can be, this country sells sex. So it's either you're a porn star or you're covered head to toe in, in a yeah. sweater and the long skirt down to your ankles shit, you know? It's always one extreme or the other. So and I'm you, the porn star in that scenario? Yeah, yeah. Okay. basically. And that's what they would consider <laughs> it. And well, no, since you're a lesbian, the church thinks you're a porn star. You know, oh, yeah, I'm horrible. Do you think you're horrible, think you're a mm-hmm. pedophile. They don't want me anywhere shit. near their children, yeah. Right. Or their um, dogs. Yeah. Which is really fucked up if you ask me, but whatever. It's because they have issues there themselves. Well, it's fear. And fear, there. okay, fear rules judgment. And True. when you True. don't, or or that huge empty hole in your own soul, because if you have that huge empty hole in your own soul and you have to give which and you have God, to accept and you have to include, causes you to have to look at that huge gaping hole in your soul and come to terms with it, now we can't have that. So I have to stay righteous in order to be able to not have to look at the huge gaping hole in my soul. So I'm going to point my finger at you and you and you and you mm-hmm. and you and you yeah. while I wear mixed fabrics and do all that other dumb bullshit that doesn't make any difference one way or another. No, they, they, they pick and choose their things. And I don't want to keep beating up on religion. Work on Sunday. I think. <laughs> Stop working. You know what? There you go. Because I don't think it's just religion. I think it's just culture-wise, too. It's just that's just the way it's been. And women have been fighting for decades and still are for that equality. They're making headway, but it's still there. They're, you're still being held back. Um, Hollywood is a great example of that. Um, you're raising your hand? I'm raising my hand. <laughs> you got to get all I want to say all something I before I forget. Yeah, go say it, please. What? What was the article that Matt read an article to me the other day that gave an example of what was it men and women and and how they have to what do they oh, think of when uh, they have to go when out they in public? Leave? Yeah. yeah, how do you prepare for your day? Yes, yeah. and just that difference. I never like, really grab my keys and walk it. out the door. Guy oh, grabs oh. his keys and walk out the door. I, Girl I, watches what she wears. She grabs her keys to be in a defensive position as she walks out the door. She checks the back seat of her car. She gets in. She locks the car. She you know parks in a well lit area. Just all these things through and through and through of how. Women, she doesn't we find just, herself in the break room with just that one male coworker that she doesn't you know. know. All these things that yeah, we do sure. that once I was, he was reading it and I'm thinking of it and I'm like, yeah, it really is one sided with that. Guys, now granted, guys can be molested and, and taken advantage of and raped and stuff too. And I know it's not as common. And I, I but yeah, but still, it's just mind blowing yeah. how guys don't have to think about any of that there's a here it is here um men ask women uh ask why women are so pissed off even guys with wives and daughters jackson katz is a prominent social researcher illustrates why he's he's done it with hundreds of audiences he's like i draw a line down the middle of the chalkboard sketch a male symbol on one side and female symbol on the other side then i ask the men what steps do you guys take on a daily basis to prevent yourselves from being sexually assaulted at first, there's a kind of an awkward silence as the men try to figure out if they've been asked a trick question. <laughs> the silence gives way to a smattering of nervous laughter. Occasionally, a young man will raise his hand and say, I stay out of prison. This is typically followed by another moment of laughter. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This nice. is typically it's followed by another form of laughter before someone finally raises a hand and soberly states, nothing. Nothing. I don't think about it. Then I asked the women the same question. What steps do you take on a daily basis to prevent yourselves from being sexually assaulted? Women throughout the audience immediately start raising their hands. As men sit in stunned silence, the women recount safety precautions that they take that they take part of their daily routine. Hold my keys as a potential weapon. Look in the back seat of my car before getting in. Carry a cell phone. Don't don't go out jogging at night. Lock all windows when I sleep, even on hot summer nights. Be careful not to drink too much. Don't put my drink down. Come back yeah, to it can. later. Nope, can't make do that. sure I see. Uh, make sure I see it being poured. Uh, own a big dog. Carry mace or pepper spray. Have an have an unlisted phone number. Have a man's voice on my answering machine. Mm-hmm. Park in well lit areas. Don't use parking garages. Mm-hmm. Don't get on elevators with only one man or with a group of men. Vary my vary my route home from work. Watch what yes. I wear. Don't use highway rest areas. Use a home alarm system. Don't wear headphones when jogging. 
Avoid mm-hmm. forests or wooded areas, even in the daytime. Don't take a first floor apartment. Go mm-hmm. out in groups. Own a firearm. Meet men on first dates in public places. Make sure to have a car or cab fare. Don't make eye contact with men on the street. Make assertive eye contact with men on the street. 23 minutes left. <laughs> that's I where it ends. I, well, and that's but, true. And, of course, some of us do some of those things and not other of those things. So it's not, It's not. first of all, it's not if you do one, you have to do them all. No. Right, right. Um, but, but how many still, do we do without even realizing it? If you take 10 or 12 it. out of those 30... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And how we do it without even realizing, right? That's and what then we're when doing. you look at me and go, "Oh, you'd be pretty habit. if you smiled more." You know what? Oh, I'm ready gosh. to stab you in the belly. Well, yeah. just, you didn't even do anything. Just grow up. And you, you can well, have the you're an asshole, but you didn't really do anything. Oh, grow up and we'll have this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and you'd be a lot more attractive if you didn't talk to me. In how about fu- we just call it even? And it wasn't even funny. But and then we, I'll smile every time I walk. We were by watching you. that stupid right? hearing. Mm-hmm. You know, we were watching that Kavanaugh hearing a little bit. I, I tried watching the, the, the opening statement of Brett. I, I got about 20 minutes into it, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's a fucking idiot. I like beer. Yeah. Uh, but, um, I didn't even watch it. But the whole – if you someone took a picture of all the uh, – Oh, he, he he had his I'm having a fit whole, in the, the grocery store and I'm five face on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just that, but it was – that one. <laughs> but it was, all the, it was all the committee members sitting at the table, and it was like I think I saw one or two women. <laughs> all the rest mm. were all white old dudes. <laughs> I'm like – this guy's getting in. <laughs> this guy's totally getting in. Oh yeah, this, this whole yeah, thing yeah. is a farce. I don't farce. doubt that. Sorry, I don't doubt that. Well, they just passed. A, they just had a vote today, and it's it's moving to the Senate floor. So the final vote will be tomorrow. He will most likely get the oh, position. Oh yeah, he will. It's a fucking joke, and it's a slap in the face to all women, every single one of them. Well, and that's the thing. That's that's actually what happened. Sorry, but you know, like I knew. As a teacher, that DeVos would affect me somehow along mm-hmm. the line. Yep. And here we are now uh, with Count Month. And maybe we'll talk about that at the end of the month where I can – I have yeah. more perspective because yeah. right now it's like I'm behind. There's a ton of administrative paperwork. And so right off the bat, you get to the point where all the extra rules and points, like boxes we have to tick to make sure these are right so that they don't pull funding one student at a time. This is wrong. This is wrong. A mistake here. A mistake there. And file it all in the bin. Uh, so I have a bunch of extra work to do. That's not, so much pressure let's on not, you. But let's not talk about my job is dealing with these at-risk, underprivileged kids. Mm-hmm. 99% black population, student population. And here I have to – I don't have to. I choose to because this is the way I do my job. Remind every single one of them when the year starts that they have value, that they have a story to tell. They don't have to tell me, but they do have to know that somebody out there cares mm-hmm. that so far nobody's heard you. I get that. Come on in here. Let's get you a diploma. And then you'll be one step. This is the way out. I got the door. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do this. Let me help you. Sit right here. Right? Whatever I got to do. And I hug them. I don't know what they did. I see probation officers. I see Mm -hmm. military people. I see homicide detectives. I see that's that's what happens. Doesn't necessarily mean they're there for our kids or whatever the case may be. But But that's their reality. Those those are some of the droplets that come into this sort of environment. And But yet there's this paperwork and I got somebody at the state that's just willing to take everything I can, try and close down, you know, just because, mm-hmm. you know, virtual schools, they, they're not real schools. They, you know, whatever. Are you telling me you're really concerned that these kids are getting robbed of an education? Is that your problem? <laughs> because if that's the no. case, fund us better, uh huh, staff us better, right? And we'll fix it. No. But the it's extra the paperwork, money. of course it is. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's that every day. And then that and that's like it doesn't even have anything to do. The boys are they're the same. So it kind of feels like and this is kind of how it kind of ties in for as much as I feel victimized and for as much as I say, yeah, but you know what? In my coping skills and all these years and the depression and the anxiety and the PTSD from the violence and just the fast-moving pace of life sometimes, um, I am that kid. Mm 
Hmm. I'm that, I'll always be that kid. I will always know what it's like to feel uncomfortable in an environment, to feel energies that are just, you can't, it's like pornography. When someone says, describe pornography to me and you say, well, I can't really define it, but I know it when I see it. Hmm. That's the difference between pornography and art. Like I, I can't hmm. really give you a tangible okay. definition, but when I see it, I know it. Hmm. So when I feel it, I know it. Someone says, do you have proof of this? Do you know that? No, I don't. But okay. I'll tell you what, I didn't even want to be in my own skin. And I'm sorry, but I just don't randomly do that. Right. That's the thing that was kind of, I mean, I don't know because obviously I have never experienced firsthand and I'm not female, but what kind of evidence is it? It's so one thing that was really driving me insane with this whole Kavanaugh thing is the biggest, the number one argument I was hearing out of anybody is like, well, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? You know, we need evidence. I'm like, well, you know that if you gave them the evidence, it still wouldn't be good enough. Oh no, because look course. at stalkers. Look at girls who get um, protection orders put against them. Oh my gosh! Sorry, but do you know what that is? That's a you're invited. Yes. That's an invitation. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, we did what we could. We issued you that PPO, and you know, really. Oh, yeah. So then I mean, it, who's it, it, paying me like $5 million because that was an extreme jacked up decision yeah. to make, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's like, so even if you have, if you're like, look, here's a video of this person stalking my house at two o'clock in the morning. Here's the 18 voicemails that were left. Here's screenshots of all the texts. It's like, well, we can't do anything. We can issue you a PPO. Yeah. So that if he doesn't stay away, he'll get arrested. Oh, thanks. Maybe. Or unless he actually does something. Well, that's, well, that's, that's the thing. The he has, thing. To, he has break, to sin. Right. He has to break that in order then. to then be prevented from doing yes. it. But so even in ins- even in the instance with uh, with with Blasey Ford, where mm-hmm. she well, you know comes out thirty some odd years later, and and they're still screaming and hollering for evidence, um, you know. But it's like when when has in a, an attempted rape or a rape or any type of sexual assault have ever happened where there's actually evidence of it other than if it's something that happened relatively like within right within those few hours with right or even a, like a yeah. week yeah, yeah, or so yeah. with, with you know with physical mm-hmm. whatever yep. but there the, isn't ever it's usually always a he said she said situation and we've learned we've all learned because I saw this meme going around too that the uh, was it Brock Turner's grow up to be Brock oh Kavanaugh's gosh, yes. who make rules of Brock Turner's. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Which is exactly but the no. case. No, 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 no. <laughs> because you have a guy like Brock Don't Turner. Don't judge people. Don't put everybody in that. Uh, and you can't tell the future and you don't know what. <laughs> like, you're just, you're just a liberal snowflake and you're whining over but even when there's that, But even when there's that evidence where you have a guy who's actually raping somebody who gets caught doing it and he still gets off. So it's like your evidence Rich, means shit. White. Your evidence means privilege. shit. Well, look at what the one kid with the car accident that killed those people. Affluence. The kid who suffered from that. affluenza. Oh, so yes. rich his parents didn't have to teach him. So why didn't his parents go to jail then? Ooh. Sorry, parents. You didn't do your job. And this kid has no idea what right and wrong is. You get to spend three. I don't care. A year. Something. Yeah. Something so people go, oh shit, I can't raise a douchebag anymore. Right. No, you can't. Because if my kids don't go to school, they're going to put me in jail. That's a law. Yep. So I don't understand why if you don't know the difference between right and wrong, it's kind of like not sending your kid to school. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But common sense doesn't well, rule, does it? I, no. think, right, right. I think a lot of Child Protective Services jump in so That's why Martin so Luther King Jr. Quick. isn't here with us. Because he spoke that middle ground and whatever he said to make his people feel like they had some mm-hmm. voice and a chance. They matter. Nobody felt excluded, though. I never felt excluded by listening to anything Martin Luther uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Did. said. Well, of course they did. Because when you speak common sense and all colors and all genders and all religions and creeds and from environments understand that this is a basic human contact, the fear of everybody rising together. Mm-hmm. They don't want that. No, because you can overthrow the establishment. Yep. And so the one who speaks the most can't stay. Yep. Not, at least not the most common sense where it reaches the right. farthest. Those ones who speak extreme left or extreme right, let them go because they'll never grab everyone. Right. right. But those people who have that niche, that, that personality, the way 
you know, those speeches, we've actually discussed it in our TV radio class, the way he writes them, they have meter. It's like a poem. Mm-hmm. It's like spoken word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. And it's like I dream of a world where, you know, black kids and white kids can go to school together holding hands like brothers and sisters. So the white people were like, yeah, that'd be a really great life, wouldn't it? Right. At least the good well, ones. It's funny because if you. The, it, the, yeah. the common at- sense ones, right? And then, of course, yeah. that's what he wanted for his people. And then there was other people going, oh, my God, integration in the melting pot. This is a great idea. Well. Right. It's. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The art of the art of orientation or, or of orators. I mean, it was back when the church was first being established. Way back in was it two hundred um, BCE or in, or whatever. Common Era? I think it was BCE or whatever. Anyways, when the Roman Church was started taking over the uh, the, cat, the Christian Church at the time, um, Greeks had perfected this art, and it was an art of of orators. Of people get up and just speak. Um, and they would speak about whatever, but it was, it was, they would go to those like they would go to, like you'd go see, uh, Zeppelin or Metallica nowadays. That yeah. was their thing back then. And they were actually recruited into the churches. And that's where the preachers came from. That's what we have huh. today of, of pastors. That makes sense. It's an art form. They actually take a class and learn this. Um, Rob Bell speaks about it a little bit here and there, how he, how there was a, yeah, you don't have that bell. <laughs> it's over here. You're not going to ring it. Um, but he even talks about it. <laughs> All right, here it comes. Um, on oh, my glasses, on, I can't see what uh, effect is what uh, effect. So I'm not going to use. The but anyways, box. it's a Sorry. skill. It's an I art, know, right? and and we'd be fooling ourselves to think that only preachers use it. I mean, obviously, politicians use it. If it wasn't upside down. I could read it better. Yeah. I had to. I had to chime in on that one. Sorry. <laughs> but even <laughs> even pol- politicians use anybody who actually speaks for a living. Yourself, motivators, or, or not yourself, motivators, but your motivational speakers, and so on and so forth. It's an art form, and that's kind of what you're getting now. Trump is one of those few that go out there. And right. We, he doesn't have it. He, well, he does when he actually reads it. When you when you see him oh, reading, oh, you can a speech, definitely tell a difference. There's a huge difference. difference when he goes off script. For sure. You know he's not reading shit and he's just saying random shit, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of funny. It's always <laughs> funny. But anyway, I mean, I'm not sure where exactly I was going with that. I was kind of just piggybacking off what you, you were talking about. But the orders and how. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a gift for this. But not only that, you pair it with an answer, an unspoken answer to every argument that could be given against your point of view, right? What about this? What about this? The way he handled himself, the way he handled other people, the way he handled other races that he, that, mm-hmm. that knew he wasn't talking to them. And that's fine. It's, that was the whole point. But he never excluded. No. So he wasn't just, we have to do this. No, it was like, what about this world who could just live in humanness and compassion he and kindness? The- so he had, he had the Christian argument. This is what a loving God does. This is what unconditional love and acceptance and respect looks like. Mm-hmm. I don't have to tell you that. I'm showing you where Donald Trump right. has to say, I am. The greatest president of all. Well, of course, you're going to try because that's what those kind of people do. They have to convince. Right. Exactly. So the Uh more they say it, the more it's a red flag to me. So for Kavanaugh the other day to be like, I didn't, I didn't getting all mad. Like, you know, I want the cookies. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've seen that before. I've seen that. In fact, I've seen that a lot of times. And you were were never, ever the honor. It's funny because that that whole that whole question and answer time, the whole job interview, if you want to call it that, it was just, he couldn't help himself but lie. And it was funny because even afterwards, they were, different news organizations were coming. I was like, he lied about this. He lied about this. He actually fucking lied. And they have proof that he lied. Doesn't and, matter. And no, it doesn't. But it was funny because when Ford was talking. That's a, that's, a, that's a flag of character. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. And he's supposed, Not just a little bit of it. Well, it's funny. Right. He's, he's supposed to be bipartisan. You know, he, I know. I and, love that part. And he That's comes great. out and he starts trashing Democrats and liberals like right away. I'm like, dude, and you're going to be on the Supreme Court, whatever. But no, Blasey Ford. What's to come? Blasey Ford. One, she never dodged a question. She answered every single one of those questions, and she was honest. And she, she didn't respond with, "I don't know." Do you? And the, I can't tell you how many times <laughs> well, that more defensiveness. Yes. Yeah. Defense, getting defensive is. Have you ever deflection. blacked out from drinking too much? I don't, I don't know. know. Have you? Have you? It's your job interview, asshole. Answer the damn right. question. I have. Yeah. 
Yeah, those those bad. And that's the thing when is, I some, decided I some of the lies that he did it didn't it didn't make any sense why he was lying. You, right. you don't necessarily need to lie about this stuff. Just you're, answer. You're a crazy well, teenage kid. Thing. If you take responsibility for, all right, if you really wanted them to believe you, and you wanted to, every good liar knows mm-hmm. you got to mm-hmm. mix a little of the truth in there. Oh, yeah, it's got to be a little bit true. Yep. And then you can like embellish, and then they're like, "Well, but he was honest about that." Yep. So yep. that's a sign of his character. No, now we get while well, he was dishonest about that, and nobody's following it up with the rest of it. So that's a sign of his and character. all the lies and and the dodging the questions and stuff. If he was innocent, just answer the question and hoping, say that was I was. A kid. I'm really hoping that we're going to see more of a rise. Honestly, I like. I was watching an interview. It wasn't really an interview. It was more of like a panel talking about this whole thing. And Tom Morello was on the panel. Everybody out there who knows Tom Morello, if you don't know who Tom Morello is, you're a loser. So just stop listening to the show. <laughs> he was the guitarist for Rage Against the Machine, and he's also in Prophets of Rage and so on. Great, great, okay, great. Okay, Allison, artist. I can't listen to the show anymore. Nope. Sorry. You I'm know sorry, who what? he was. I, I had something went off on my phone before. and I was looking I know, at it. You know who he is for crying out loud. Well, now I do because you anyways, know who is Tom Morello. Oh, uh, anyways, he comes out and says, uh, "He's like, I think right now as a country we need." <laughs> <laughs> She's googling him. <laughs> people are amazing. shut up. Absolutely, I'm the research. So, um, department, <laughs> yeah, department. Thank but you. He, he made a statement of like, we need. He says we need to see this country being run by women now. Just you know what? Amen. Let, let, but wait, let's but men wait, put the shit wait, down wait, for a little wait, while. Wait, wait, we, can, wait, wait. we can do backup roles, but let let the women leave for a little while. But if the happens. Republicans pick Sarah Palin again, oh God, I no. am literally applying for a citizenship change. Right? <laughs> With any country, <laughs> I will right contribute. I will like give to your like local schools, PTAs. Oh wait a minute, you take care of your schools. You probably don't need those. So. At risk kids? No, maybe take care of them too. I'm not really sure, but I will contribute. <laughs> you guys still looking up to who Tom Morello is? Well, because no. you got me. You got me. Wound she just up. wanted to look at pictures of him. That's all. So yes, it needs to be women, but it has to be on the same token. And this is the part of me that becomes independent. You can't give away everything. You can't save everybody. What you can do is approach life and the American people with dignity and class and tell them they should be offered the actual opportunities, not just some bullshit, oh, dial 6611 on your phone or whatever for help if you can't pay your bills. You know what a fucking bullshit thing that is? If half the numbers don't work anymore, they're defunct. The system doesn't take care of those unfortunate, whether it be money, whether it be race, whether it be a religion that is... A, a small subset of something else, but you just don't. You don't take care of mental health. You don't take care of health in general. You don't take care of the hardest workers. You don't take care of the teachers. You don't take care of your EMS workers, the people who save your life. Everything about this is backwards. Yep. So when huge corporations get tax cuts from us, they just got so they another literally big one. get to take our money and put it in the bank because they're not even putting it into the economy. In the, it's not in even In the helping. background of this whole Kavanaugh thing, they just passed another huge tax cut for all the rich. Of course they did. Really? And they probably well, we all wanted distracted. all yep. of us bleeding hearts to be distracted yeah. because this guy's yep. being a douche. Really? Yeah. And so well, I don't understand. We need one person who speaks to the masses without any sort of exclusion to anybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe we do need to look at immigration, but we can still be humans about it. Yes. We need to look at education, public schools, our public health care system, and you can still be human about mm-hmm. it. Jesus Christ, it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist. And with that, I think I will say I'm really fucking glad to be back. Yay. Good. We're happy to have you back. I was looking forward to seeing you again and hearing from you again. Like I never talked to you other than this show. Hashtag tell me how much you hate me. Uh, after the show. <laughs> right <laughs> on. Um, for everybody out there, um, uh, for yeah, Facebook, you, know, you should know where we can find us. Just type in Punk Wisdom, you're going to find us. But it's at PunkWiser17. Emails us at PunkWisdomFamily at gmail.com. Uh, we get some emails from you guys from me now and again, but I'd like to hear from more. Um, please trash me. I know you people like to troll, so get out there and to make fun of me. I and will say on a on a side note, there are many, 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 many good 
men with qualities that are honorable and dignified yes. and yes. are out there raising their kids, maybe sometimes without even the moms. So the right. single mm-hmm. dads, right. single guys who are out there looking for good females, you females out there, be smart enough to realize when your type is an asshole and change it. Because they are there. And right. I never for one second meant to put anybody down who's living a somewhat honorable and humanistic life. Yeah. Couldn't sound it better myself. Ruth, any parting words? Nope. Well, thank you. It's because the audience can't see you <laughs> shake your head. I know, right? Sorry. <sighs> goofball. <laughs> My goofball. That's there right. That's right. <laughs> All right. I think that's everything. Do you want to close us out, Allison? We will be back. What's the date today? The 5th? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. So the 19th. 19th. We're still working on that kink show. It will happen. The I kink show. I want to be a part of that one. I'm You're so bummed out that, that I missed that one. You missed the burlesque one. That was actually a really good show. The Michigan yeah, burlesque it was. one. That was a really good show. Yeah. But anyway. Good. Right on. Okay. So thank you very much for visiting with us. Um, if you didn't know I was back, surprise. And if you did, well, then you're a glutton. So until next time, for God's sakes, don't hurt yourself.